what I wanted to cover on this, a lot of times when you're dealing with a guaranteed issue, people think, well, I'm not covered for two years. I'll just put the money in my bank and save the money there. And uh, the first thing I do is agree with them. You know, Tony, that's not a bad idea. <clears throat> but then the question starts. But let me ask you something. If you put the money in your bank, which we know they're not going to do because they haven't saved for the last 20 years anyway, so what makes them think they're going to start? How much is your bank going to – the question is, if you put the money in your bank, how much is your bank going to pay on your savings account? Well, probably a half a percent or maybe 1%. Well, my bank's going to pay 10%. Um, well, your bank, if you put the money in there in six months from now, a teenager is texting and runs over you and you don't make it, how much is your bank going to pay? Well, they're going to pay what you put in plus 1%. My bank's going to pay that ten dollars or $15,000. Now, two years and a day from now, you don't come home because of a car wreck or heart attack. How much is your bank going to pay? Well, they're going to pay about 1% plus what you put into it. My bank's going to pay the entire ten dollars or $15,000. So which bank do you think would be better to put your money in? See, my bank is Gerber Life Insurance. But those are the benefits that Gerber has, and, and I used to have trouble with that. I had a, a text conversation this morning with Nick about when we first started, we didn't have any track to run on. It was all trial and error, which is what I wanted to kind of cover this morning. We didn't have a really good close. We didn't have any way of overcoming objections. Well, I'm going to get insurance on my job. Well, if you know anything about group insurance, it's very, very, very inexpensive. Three or four or five dollars a week or three or four dollars a pay period or something like that. And we're, we were talking about 40 or 50 dollars a month. So when they check on their job, what do you think our chances of making a sale are? None. But they didn't understand what the pitfalls were of group insurance on the job. So after struggling with that for months, I finally developed a presentation for it. I'd say, well, Tony, you know, will your company let you get any more insurance? Which always throws them off because that's the last thing they're expecting to hear from me. And well, and then they're, they're kind of, well, well, I don't know. And I says, you need to go to the company Monday, and you need to find out how much they will let you get without doing any more blood work. And let me explain something to you. It is so dirt, dirt, dirt cheap, you can't afford not to buy it. But let me explain to you. Most people think it's cheap because they think, oh, George selling it doesn't get a commission, and we do, when in fact we both get the same percentage of the monthly payment. But the difference is the insurance on your job is priced and designed to go away 11 years before you die. And I said, people look at me like I got two heads or like a deer in the headlights. Well, how do they know when I'm going to die? Well, they don't, but they know some events are going to take place before you die that stack the deck in their favor. For example, somebody says, I'm never leaving my job. I love it there. But six months later, they have a car wreck and they can't work um, or they have a disease. And what happens is if you ask, well, George selling to you, now, George, if I leave here, can I take it with me? Yeah, 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 you can take it with you, and you can. But you're, it's like Cobra. You're only allowed to keep it for 13 
or 18 months, depending on which plan they signed up for. So if somebody leaves their job due to battling cancer and dies within nine months, now when they leave, that policy now is repriced. It's priced as a standalone, and they assume you're real sick, and it's real expensive at that point. But say you make the payment on it, and you die in the 12th month, that's the good news. Your family's getting a check. But if you die in 13 months and one day, the bad news is you spend all this high premium dollar for 13 months, but you lived one day too long. So most people are looking for a plan that's going to be there when they need it. Group insurance, it's so inexpensive you have to buy it, but it's probably not going to be there when you need it. And most people want something that they know is going to be there when they need it. So now I have encourage them to buy something because it's inexpensive. It may not be there when they need it, but they should buy it because it's so cheap. But it also has given them a reason to buy something we have. So these little nuggets, guys, are things that we developed over the years that really that can make a big difference for you. Um, I did want to hats off to David this morning. He just did a marvelous job on the call yesterday. If you haven't listened to it, please do go back and understand that his enthusiasm yesterday, um, two years ago, November, wasn't there. He didn't know what he was doing. This was all new to him. He was struggling like everybody else on the call that's new. But he he worked through it just like I shared with you a moment ago. We figured out ways to overcome some of this. And he, I thought, did a great job. In fact, Ruben, I thought, did a great job. And it's interesting how each of them had similarities, but each of them approached it somewhat differently. Uh, the theme that I got out of the call yesterday from both of them is this is a challenge but more importantly, it's an opportunity. They looked at the opportunity and saw the glass half full rather than the glass half empty and focused on what was in the glass, not what wasn't in the glass. And look what's happening to their sales. They're going through the ceiling. So guys, keep that in mind. And again, if you haven't listened to that, please do. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time this morning. I just want to go through, uh, if each of you after the call today would text me, what book you're reading. And um, I remember some time ago, there's a reason for this because one, it's discipline, and two, it's amazing what you will learn by reading. Warren Buffett spends an hour, uh, when he first started, he read an hour a day. Now he's up to five hours a day. Of course, I guess when you're a billionaire, you can take five hours out of your day and read. Uh, but at any rate, um, I remember somebody making a comment one time, and they said it somewhat condescendingly, and I was offended by it. Well, there are books that I'm reading that I wouldn't recommend that you shouldn't read. And I thought, well, who does he think he is? But now I better understand it, because I had this uh, text this morning with one of our agents. He got what he needed out of the first few chapters, but now we need to move on to something that's going to satisfy another need that he has now, and then go back to that book in three to six months. Uh, today, I'm reading The Way of the Shepherd. It's a great book for somebody in the process of building a team, but it's not particularly a, a good book if you're brand new trying to learn how to sell and to make your next sale. Of course, the first one that I recommend to everybody, if you haven't read it yet, is How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling, because that lays down why enthusiasm is important, why product knowledge is important, 
how to present yourself in such a way. It's a great motivational book for anything, but that's a very good one. Um, Another one, if you've been doing this for a little while and you're looking for a good book just on selling, and this is one I highly recommend, um, and I'm in the process of rereading it as well. It's called Socratic Selling, S-O-C-R-A-T-I-C, Socratic Selling by Kevin Daly and Emmett Wolf. And it's all about figuring out what the client's needs are, and you do it through questions to the point that you're leading the client, one, to recognize they have a need, two, to realize they need a solution to that need, and three, how you get to the point that they're willing to say, yes, I need this and I'm ready. It's, it's not a very long book, but it's very, very good. So it's one that I recommend after How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling. Um, part of what I wanted to go over with you this morning is uh, the text I had with Nick earlier today was why we're doing what we're doing, why it's important, but how much easier it is today. Guys, we are in a position today to change people's lives forever. Can you imagine if Tony had been able to meet with that lady the week before her heart attack and got coverage in place for her? Now, the policy may not have even been issued, but if she had no health history of a heart disease and she had died on that operating table, they would have paid her husband enough money to pay the mortgage down either so he could afford it or pay it off because he's had a, uh, an organ transplant so he can't get anything and he can't work. So whatever income he got or has now, that's all it's ever going to be. So they were very dependent on her income and the replacement of that income to pay the mortgage down. That's the impact he could have had on that family if they had seen each other sooner. Uh, I bring that up for two reasons. One, we are in a position to live a life of significance every day. Coupled with that, we can change our clients' lives dramatically. And in the process of doing good, we can change our own. And I want everybody just to focus on that. You know, when the client says no, when they sometimes when they're rude, you guys, it's not personal. They, they just don't know what we can do for them. And, and then again, other agents are out there just for the money, not that we're not trying to get paid, but it comes through so when they're on the phone with them, it's obvious a salesman just trying to make a sale. So they're kind of taking their frustration out against that guy on you. It's okay. You know, uh, the law of large numbers will take care of you, and that's what David was emphasizing yesterday. You know, if you make enough dials, do enough activity, the sales will come. And I remember in the resort business in my early career in selling, one out of ten was the normal close. The really good ones got two out of ten, but that was about as good as it was going to get. But you could almost put a contract on a dog's tail and walking through a crowd and one out of ten people pick one up and, and sign it and buy something. I mean, it that's kind of ridiculous, but it's... That's what the law of large numbers does. It takes care of you if you can do the activity. And when we first started, part of the reason I'm so excited for you with Equus is the training system they have. You know, when we first started, we didn't have even a good close. 
um, the only thing we had that distinguished us from everybody else was a pink card that we sent out as a lead. And people had never seen mortgage protection like this before. Up until the mid-90s, if mortgage protection was ever offered, it was a declining term offered through the bank. And uh, so when they got something that offered to, get, to pay off the entire mortgage instead of just the unpaid balance and a plan that moved with them, if they moved, they took the insurance to the new mortgage or if they refinanced, they had never heard of such a thing. So when we called and mentioned the pink card that they had sent back, suddenly, immediately, we were friends because they remember that they never got the pink card in the mail either. So that type of thing made it different. Of course, as competition got in, that started changing a little bit, and the Internet has changed everything, and caller ID has changed everything. But in those days, in those simple days, we didn't have a good phone script. Uh, we, it was terrible. You know, we went through all the things that the thing offered on the phone rather than getting right straight to the point of mortgage protection, what happens if he doesn't come home because of a car wreck or a heart attack? When can we meet? Because that's the bottom line of everything. And uh, everything was trial and error. And there was, unfortunately, there was more error than there was trial. But we didn't have a system. And, and we really didn't have anybody to turn to because everyone was learning at the same time. So take some time uh, in your downtime over the weekend, you know, Usually late afternoon on Saturday is a good time to spend on the website looking at some of the training modules that are there. Don't pick the one you like because it's the easiest. I know a lot of people are picking the phone script they like because they don't ask any health questions. And then when it gets time to go to the house, we have no idea what to put together for them. And I'm not saying you have to ask all the health questions, but those of you that are doing that, if you'll remember these four things, you know, what have you got? Cancer, stroke, heart attack, diabetes, blood pressure. What have you got? How long have you had it? That's real important, the diabetes. Is it mild, moderate, or severe? And what are you taking for it? With the information, and, and we try to ask those questions and not interrogate them. You know, well, well Tony, tell me, that, that blood pressure, tell me about that. How long have you had that? You know, there's a way of asking the question that is not interrogative or confrontational. Armed with the answer to those four questions when you call me, we've got 80% of the information we need in order to give you a, uh, a, an idea of what we've got a shot at selling at. So, guys, if we can, these are just techniques that we can use. And that coupled with the training uh, resource that Equus has, guys, there's some very important information there for you that can make a big difference in your career.